This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. us on this third hour we are happy houring it all the way out today now so Lori said what are we coming back with Lori looks at me juicy stories (laughs) Alan Bezos someone else someone else so tell me okay well first of all Duluth hit 90 degrees for the first time in two years today so so it means my cabin's warm too. Yeah, yeah. nice and warm. Duluth, oh. you know, Duluth even, always stays cool with the lake effect, doesn't it? That's why when it hits ninety, it's newsworthy because oh, you right. do have that air conditioned lake, right? Yes. And people are traveling up north. People, people are, are going up north, like Duluth. Last weekend, they had like seventy percent occupancy yeah. down um, at Canal Park, and some people of the are other traveling hotels. by car places. But yeah. I still um, think that uh, the crowded bars and going inside the restaurant, I would, would seek out patios, Absolutely. patio dining, and there is a lot of that everywhere right now. Yeah. We're lucky with that. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So here is the, the scoop. Juicy you know. gossip. Well, I thought this was pretty juicy okay. gossip because. Ellen, so everyone has had to do a pivot and a shift. All these, all these entertainment shows, teachers, going from home, but we're broadcasting from home. And you know, we watched the late night guys. Some people were better adjusting at it uh, than others, and um, but it seems like everybody's kind of hit their stride. You know, Um, Seth Meyers is up in his attic. It took Stephen Colbert a hot minute to get it going. Yeah, he he took a Bill yeah. Maher realized he needed to have canned laughter for his jokes, yeah. and he brought that into it. So everybody, you know, the morning shows, it's all been done. And the one that um, really perplexed me, because I pretty much do try and watch a little Sam. I mean, I'll watch a little Dish Nation sometimes. Yeah. I like to just see how everybody is doing their stuff. Absolutely. A little, you know, all that. So. <clears throat> so Ellen, I was curious because I would always DVR Ellen if she had like a really great guest on because sometimes it would be, be fun so to fun. see. Yeah. Yeah. So her talk show, mm-hmm. which um, really pretty much um, as soon as um, COVID-19 came, um, a, a former a comic decided to fundraise money for COVID by asking people online to tell their horrible Ellen DeGeneres story and he would donate $5 per story or something like that. We got hundreds. Yeah. And it was a lot of wait staff and bartenders and valets and beauty salon people. Service people compared to Ellen, the entertainer. Yes. Okay. Having these terrible stories about it. And then all of a sudden she's broadcasting, you know, from her mansion and not the studio. And then we hear that, um, 
She's dropped all of her staff. She's using non-union people because... The communication, she didn't inform him what was going on. These people need to make... Well, like Jimmy money, Kimmel yeah. was like deciding he was going to pay he his paid people everybody. and, you know, so yes. different stuff. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Anyway, so all of a sudden, and, you know, and I remember watching that first show and I thinking this and I came in and I asked you, do maybe people don't like her anymore because they've talked her in to broadcasting from her home. She looks absolutely miserable it's a glass windowed room, like a terrarium, <laughs> solarium room. And her producer, longtime producer, Andy Lassner, he's mm-hmm. been with her for the all the 17 yep. years she's been on there. He's standing behind her glass doors looking like a sad dog, which will look in, you know, let me in, let me in. There's company He's producing over. outside f- through the window. But he's standing right behind her yep. with an earpiece in, listening to her with his head hanging down and laughing at... Stuff some that she's saying that's not it even funny. Initially was funny though. I did hear some people liked it initially, but it wasn't your cup of tea. And Julia, it, it was, was a terrible a, look. And I said, this is a terrible look for her. Her people don't like her. They must be trying to get her off the air or lose her <laughs> ratings because this looks so bad. And it's there's all she has to do is look around at her competition. Kelly and Ryan, yeah. you know what Kelly was doing. I mean, yeah. there was ways to do it, but it was like all of a sudden. When we see the dancing and singing and faux merriment that the audience bring mm-hmm. to her show because they were so excited. Right. Now we don't have that anymore. And all we're left with is, is a woman sitting on her couch. On her couch, not a looking comedian. very happy. And um, it was just miserable. It just was a miserable. We don't know what anyone was thinking. Maybe. And is she on um, break now? Are they on a break? The no, they're now they're kind of like packaging okay. stuff, uh, like past stuff. Okay, but anyway, now it's possible she was thinking, "I just want to end this show because last year, remember, she wanted to be done with the show." But they upped her contract, and she signed through so twenty twenty three or twenty two. Okay, so maybe this was Ellen's plan all along to, to get let go. To, to now, her prayers will be answered. Now there's. Thinking seriously, her show might be off the air because listen to what this. What happened? Well, she had 1.2 million viewers in February for the fourth or fifth month in a row. Is that good or bad? Well, she was it's like daytime. in December 2018, she was 2.3. She okay. She had the most. And then it would be Kelly and Ryan. Okay. And then it dropped to 1.9 in January and okay. then 1.2 in February. And now... So COVID wasn't kinder because COVID's been super kind to all TV. Yeah. She's uh, now she is um, less than right. She, they've lost uh, 700,000 viewers since, since the, so they're like, since the shutdown. So they're like 5 million now? No, no, no. 500,000? Went from 1.2 take off 700,000. Whatever that is. Less than a million. She's under Kelly and Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So what are they saying? Well, I think that Ellen will say goodbye to Hollywood next year. I think that they're going to, she'll use this kind of, maybe this is what she wanted all along, even though they said it was untrue about her stories. The reason why that story even got around is because the ratings, her show is taken, that is a huge amount of people to lose. Yeah. Over half your audience mm-hmm. at your at home editions because it's just not fun. 
it, it, and then it, she's especially got married right now because I know TV is up. Local TV is up like three hundred percent. I mean, this is what people have been relying on and doing. So it's it the show doesn't feel joyful. And you're interesting because she must live off the energy of the of the audience and the DJ who she can have this relationship with. And people are laughing and having fun. And then to go to a completely different environment from your living room, the pivot's been more difficult for her because our other people late night don't dance with no, this audience. But she didn't. She stopped dancing several years ago. Okay. Twitch dances, which I have my problems with that anyway, because okay. he's a black guy. And she's like, go dance, Twitch. So I feel uncomfortable. I always have. I'm like, why can't she you just dance for two da- damn her minutes? Her knees might hurt. No, it didn't, Julie. Okay. The audience can see that she isn't having fun it isn't having fun and that the fun that she was having was fake fun and now that she's not there in that studio we can see it feel so it. what do you what do you and predict i think that she is going to i think next june she'll be done right. i don't think she's going to do her contact contract through 2022 they're going to figure out some kind of a graceful way i don't think she gets the audience back even if she goes back into the studio you don't think so I don't. People, right. we can see it now. We can see that she is not having fun. It would be like if we were sitting here faking our way through a radio show. I think people who have listened for a long time they would know. totally be tell could tell we were dialing. We've it had in. dark days, you know. We've had hard days, but once yeah. once the audience sees you like that, I don't know if they come back. What do you think, Rob? Typically not. Yeah. And especially if she doesn't want to, because she wanted to end it, but they made her an uh, offer that she couldn't refuse. And how much money do you need? Not not, not that much I mean, anymore. she's one of the richest people in Hollywood. Yes. She really is. And her background is in stand-up, right? Yes, I mean, it she's, is. Like you said before, her being feeding... Feeding off the audience. Right. Uh, and she's she doesn't have that opportunity now. No, and she stuck a mop by her head and put a face on it and refers to her as Mary the Boy. Mop, my friend. Boy. It's so lame. You can tell nobody's writing for her because, I mean, mm. I've come up with Lady Exercise and Sue oh, Strange, and we have all kinds of characters that we don't have time to do Instagram stories about anymore. But we came up with better stuff than that ourselves. Well, all right. That's anyway, a prediction. That's 700,000 people she's that's huge chunk of the audience it is okay Uh, let's go to another lawsuit you know um uh the national the national inquirer uh uh jeff bezos remember the um Uh, yes okay so the naked pictures when they exposed that he had a girlfriend so michael sanchez who's the brother of this chick lauren sanchez who's now dating jeff bezos and was the side piece that broke up the both of their marriages and um, and remember when um, uh, the the National Enquirer came out with a story about uh, January 2019 about these two having an affair and there's Bezos and Sanchez. Sanchez and there's below the belt pictures and blah yeah. blah blah and Jeff Bezos goes ballistic trying to find out who did the source he hired, hired like Mossad yes. investigators and theory and theorized the Saudis might have hacked his yes. phone because of Khashoggi that murder of the Washington Post reporter which he owns the Washington Post I'm just gonna fill in some gaps right and so anyway um the National Enquirer, who is getting sued by Lauren's brother, Michael, for libel, they said there's only one person and one person only to blame about the romance, and it was Michael. That no Bezos wasn't involved, Lauren wasn't involved. So the brother... 
Yes, that he was 100%. He first contacted a reporter in September of 2018. And then they met in October of 2015. He says, wait, 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 wait. You said 2018, then you went to 15. October of 2018 and September of 2018. Bezos contacted AMI and said, hey, I got pictures on a very prominent person. They're both married. Contacted them. Contacted them. And, um, but he didn't say it was Bezos or his sister. Then the reporter asked her bosses at the National Enquirer, how much can I pay for this story? And they're like, well, who is it? And she said, well, the guy's saying I'm going to need at least 300000 And Wow, he went low. And mm-hmm. then they went back. No, the National Enquirer paid 200000 to Michael Sanchez. And they said that is the most money really? that they have ever paid for a story. Now, that's what they're saying. We'd have to believe them. And... Uh, they paid it because it was Bezos, and they said the only reason that the world knows about it is Lauren's brother, brother was the rat. Wow. And we knew this, but the rat kept trying to blame it on other people. That's right. Wow. How and would the, you it, ever have a relationship with your brother for by sending someone you're having an affair with dick pics to the National Enquirer? Well, why would you send your brother a dick pic? That's right. Thank you, Julia. That maybe is an age-old question to Maybe, because they were good friends. She was good, close friends with her brother, and the brother would have eat out with uh, Bezos and her, you know, uh-huh. so she, the brother knew she was having this right. affair. Maybe she, he just grabbed her phone, and it wasn't password protected. Or maybe they have that kind of relationship where uh, they can stop. joke about junk. I don't know. Well, Rob is laughing because he knows. I can't see Rob. I, I can't know. hear Rob. You should make a sound effect up here, Rob. <laughs> we got to go. It's time for the dirt right. alert. Okay, that's coming up. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert, dirt alert. All right, Rob. Where are we going? Where are we, are we going, going today? Well, here's some place we have to go. Longtime Jeffrey Epstein associate Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested on a six-count indictment charging her with grooming young girls for sex. The British socialite, who's 58, was arrested by the FBI this morning, sources told The Post. The indictment charges stem from Maxwell's role in the sexual exploitation and abuse of multiple minor girls by Jeffrey Epstein as early as 1994. Prosecutors mm. also accused Maxwell, a one-time girlfriend of Epstein's, of repeatedly lying about her involvement in the financier's sex trafficking ring during a deposition of four years ago. I'm telling I'm you. I'm telling you. Th- we've is, been wondering why yeah. she hadn't been arrested. It was because yeah. her money was letting her move around. She paid a million dollars in cash, you guys, for this New Hampshire estate that she bought. And they've just, the FBI's just been trailing the money. They had to land. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Planes, because there's no way to drive cars into the property because of the locked gates. A, pl- a plane arrested her. Not even a helicopter, a plane. A plane, a small okay. plane, a wow. small plane. A plane arrested her, Lori. Basically. I think there are people in it, but a plane arrested her. I know, but I mean, she was been able to be in hiding, you guys, basically for a year, all this money. Yep. Oh my, there's a lot of people not sleeping good tonight. Number one is Prince Andrew. By the way, Seth Meyers was quick to clean up his small town's reputation, insisting it was not where Ghislaine Maxwell was busted today. Arrests took place in Bradford, New Hampshire, not Bedford, New Hampshire. Oh, and look at how you you can yeah. say it because you're from the East Coast. I grew Coast. up in Maine and Vermont, and yeah. New Hampshire's right in between the two. Right. Uh, yeah, the, that's the hometown that uh, Seth Meyer shares with Sarah Silverman. Right. Oh, right. Back in the Granite State. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wonder if she thought that she was just going to get away with it. I'm very perplexed that why she, she would come here. Apparently, she's been moving around a lot. I would have stayed in Europe or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Meghan Markle felt unprotected by the monarchy while suffering tremendous emotional distress and mental health problems while pregnant with baby Archie, according to court papers. Markle says her plight was ignored while she was the victim of false media reports while carrying Prince Harry's son. And there and uh, her then new royal role meant that she was prohibited from defending herself. Court documents say that's according to the BBC. The damning claims are part of the Duchess's lawsuit against the publisher of The Mail on Sunday, Daily Mail and Media Online. The media outlets she claims were the worst offenders. The 38-year-old former suit star is suing Associated Newspapers for breach of privacy and copyright infringement for printing a letter to her estranged dad. In 2018, the publisher denies those claims by her. I mean, that in the legal lease saying mm-hmm. unprotected by the institution and prohibited from defending herself because no one could I mean, talk. No, I yeah. mean, all of that. No, you can't say anything. Right. And, oh, just uh, basically silence yourself. We're busy trying to silence other people on Prince Andrew. That's who really needs to be protected. Oh, Larry. Oh, my gosh. Wow. We lost another one near 100 today. Uh, Hugh Downs, the congenial broadcaster whose thousands of hours of network television included two decades on the ABC Primetime News Magazine 2020 and nine years as the head guy on NBC's Today Show has died. Hugh Downs, who also served as Jack Parr's announcer and sidekick, for five years on The Tonight Show and hosted the game show, Concentration, for almost a decade. Died yesterday at his home in Scottsdale, Arizona. He was 99. And and what's the ironic thing? When did he quit 2020? He, he retired from 2020, 2020 in 1999. The television show. And, then, and then, he then he died, died at, at age 20 at, at age, age 99. 99. In case people can't place the face with the voice, yeah. or do you can, have it? I have just a quick. Oh, okay. It's just a quick clip of him signing off 2020 with Barbara Walters. And that's 2020 for now. We thank you for watching. And remember, we're in touch, so you'll be in touch. I'm Barbara Walters, and I'm Hugh Dow. And for everyone here, thank you and good night. Okay, so you know a little mm-hmm. bit more about their relationship, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, he gave Barbara Walters. Um, they had this thing called Today Girls on the Today Show back in the 60s. And Barbara Walters was a writer and producer, and he just um, said, you know, why don't we give her some time in front of the camera? But they didn't want her to come in front of the camera. And it wasn't about looks or anything. She's just not that type, someone said. And then um, 
he welcomed her. He had her on once a week, then twice a week, and then regularly, and then she was co-anchor. So he kind of gave her a start in front of the camera. Right? Yeah. Rob, did we lose you? I'm here. Is his mic off? I can't see you, so I know your side. You're way quieter. Okay, so this just... was a, a chronic complaint of hers when Donnie was here. Okay. I can't see the yeah. a third person, so, so it's a very awkward conversation we're, sometimes. For just me. So, so the listeners can kind of visualize mm-hmm. it. We're in adjoining rooms. Mm-hmm. There's a window between the two rooms, but I can only see Lori, right, and Lori right. can see me, but... And Lori can Julia see the outdoor is be- weather. Julia she is can see the, the man wall. wall. Uh-huh. I can see Lori. Isn't that nice? It's really lovely. <laughs> but Julia, you can see the door that leads to your room, so that's kind of a good feng shui thing, I think. Oh, you know what? I do see people moseying by that every once in a while. Not anymore. But <laughs> Julia, no Julia, Julia used to ask for a mirror I did. Like a, because on that side so she could look at you, and she's not been able to get one in 18 no, years. Well, let's get to work on but that. But don't you think it's awkward having a three-way conversation you can't see the third person? It's a little strange. Thank you. Thank you. Because, Lori, it is. Julia, I mean, would it be awkward being in a throuple and one of them is pregnant <laughs> and then you want to keep a continuing right. relationship going? Of course you would go there. Well, gee. Yeah. Well, okay. Speaking, You've got a point there. Yeah. Speaking of going there, okay. Jada Pinkett Smith oh, is using right. her family drama, which has been making headlines for several days now, to promote her new Facebook show, Red Table Talk. Now, earlier this week, singer August... Alcina kicked up a whirlwind of gossip and speculation by claiming that he'd had a year-long affair with Pinkett Smith and that her husband, Will Smith, had even given his blessing. A rep for Jada told Page Six that Alcina's claim was absolutely not true, and a rep for Will told The Sun that the claim was, quote, wrong. And then today, Jada implied on Twitter that she'd be addressing the scandal on her new show. There's some healing that needs to happen, she wrote, so I'm bringing myself to the red table. And tune in next week. Here's the weird thing I will say about this guy. A, he's got a record. He's 28. I mean, he's got a record to push and promote. It just came out. He's 28. And he, by his account, when he was on The Breakfast Club, he said that he's been having an affair with her for years. Right. He's only 28. How long could they, like, they only met, like, maybe five years ago. I don't know, supposedly, or three years ago. I don't know. His definition of years, his definition of everything, even though there have been lots, you know, those two have, like, given everybody life support as far as their, we don't have a marriage, we have a partnership, Rob. It's just a deep, meaningful partnership with children and... Maybe a legal certificate. I don't know. Prenup. Who? We don't know these. We two. don't know. All right. Thanks, Rob. Mm-hmm. She has a theory. I have a theory, Julia, <laughs> that uh, people people get embarrassed when they forget. Stuff. Like today I saw Joy Behar, she got so embarrassed oh. and flustered because she forgot a word. She couldn't think of the word conspiracy. I do. We forget all the time. And she totally lied. But you could see that she was embarrassed because she forgot that. Okay, so. It's worse if you forget someone's name, I would think. Ding, 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 ding. What? The number one thing, according to new research, is forgetting someone's name after being introduced to them, it's considered by most people more embarrassing than forgetting your partner's birthday. Oh, no, it's not that big of a deal. 
Rob, what do you say? I think you can work yourself around that one. Mm-hmm. I think if you show the connection, like a lot of it is the expression on your face. Let's say you run into some, I just was just thinking about this the other day. Uh, let's say you run into somebody you haven't seen for a long time, you know, maybe a year or two or more right. or whatever, you know, like that. And then you've got a good excuse, right? Right. And just like if you demonstrate that, obviously you remember them, you have something of a history with them. And they just help me out. I help me remember your name. I you know? Yeah, you're right. right. Obviously, I, I know who you are. I just can't remember your name right now. Right. I, I like that. Help me yeah. remember your name. <laughs> well, this is National um, I Forgot Day, which oh, you didn't tell us. In because it's thoughts. World UFO Day. I didn't want yeah. to I, take away from that one. It's also All the right. National I Forget Day. Okay. But um, we average per week, you guys, six times a week, we're going to... Draw a blank. Oh, I feel like it's an hour on this show. Adding Anytime up, we play a game, I'm just blank. blank. It adds up to 332 forgetful moments per year. Wow. And in this research, they only talk to people 35 plus to okay. get this. And um, yeah, people think the most embarrassing blunder is 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 that um, a lot of people say you know they half more than half of people say they're just forgetful types of people. Sure, people describe themselves as being that way, and um, so people are trying to uh, you know improve their memory. But here are the the most forgetful, the things we forget the most. Okay, password. I just did this. You, I just subscribed to the New York Times she and I've already this. forgotten the she, password. She does. Lori, you, mm-hmm. I write mine down. So you can't get in? I'm not sure what I, I did. I got in. Oh. I am there. It's. I said, remember to save my password. Okay. And then I've tried to like put it on my iPad and then I can't remember it. And am I going to have to contact somebody? And It happens. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, misplacing your keys. I don't do that anymore. That's because you I, always put it in the same I do. place. Yeah, I've moved past that one. That one used to be a biggie, mm-hmm. but not anymore. Do you put your keys in the same place every day, Rob? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that was from growing up. I used to drive my father crazy because my mother would lose her keys a lot. Yeah, yeah. he would just he and, he and there's a closet when you first walk walk in the door. Right. He even had little hooks. Yeah, just hanging the keys there. Used to drive him crazy. Yeah, would still forget. Still forget. But, uh, you know, she had a lot going on. So okay. right, all right. Let's see. People also forget what date is. I think that's been happening a lot today. Oh, Thursday, July second. Yeah. Um, forget what you went into a room for, mm-hmm. and you do. A full I know stop. I'm here for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, forget to you know f- you forget words to songs. Well, who doesn't do that? Uh, forget to reply to texts. I do that all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the number one thing people don't like is, uh, is is someone's name that you've just met. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, it happens all the time because you just call people, you sweetie, honey, honey. I know I just met you. I know you just told me your name, but here's the deal. I can't remember. (laughs) I just make fun of myself. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Kind of to deal with it. Okay. Here's another theory for you, Julia. Loneliness hasn't increased during the pandemic, but resilience has. That's a nice thing. This is this what was, doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I believe was, someone wrote a song about that's that. Right, Kelly this, Clarkson. This was just published in an American Psychologist, and by the way, she sang "Just Like Heaven" yesterday or yesterday, the Cure song. Oh, was it good? Well, it's another song right. that's giving us a peek into her heart. 
Show me, show me, show me how you do that thing. Oh, that yeah. One, that song. That song. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, here's a, this was, they took this um, uh, survey before and after the pandemic, and they found that Americans really aren't feeling. Wait a minute, it's over? Yeah, it's not over. <laughs> Why'd they say it's after the pandemic? Uh, uh, but they're saying Americans Back are not. the lockdown, probably. Maybe that's what yeah. they meant. Uh, feeling any more lonely than usual. In fact, the research says that there was a lot of worry that loneliness was going to increase because of the lockdown, distancing, blah, blah, blah. But we found overall loneliness did not increase. Instead, people felt more supported by others than before the pandemic, even while physically isolated. The feeling of increased social support and being in this together is helping limit loneliness. Hmm. Yeah, because we are, uh, yeah. And it was 18 to 90-year-olds Okay, in the survey, so I like that. Um, and everyone was interviewed in February 2020. Okay. And then they were interviewed again in April, late April. So that's just what they found right. uh, uh, in that, just people feeling a little bit more resilient and, yes, physically lonesome. I wonder if the results would be different now because it is two months later. It is. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think? I don't oh, know. Like, well, I think with the weather, people, I just think sunshine. I think people have stepped up for the people in their lives that know that they need it. Like, you know, mailing cards, making phone calls, making more of an effort, maybe in a way that you didn't kindness do Kindness and more kindness. Mm-hmm. Reaching out to your parents or your siblings or people. And it kind of like, be, you're like, holy crap. I haven't been able to see you, so I'm just going to be. That's what I. I, mm-hmm. I think there's been more um, awareness about maybe your previously selfish, busy life. But there, that's a nice. That thing you didn't to say. have time to. Yeah. And now you know you do have the time because you're certainly not busy. Busy unless you have kids and working from home, and then mm-hmm. you Probably don't. I think we already established you don't sit down before eight fifty two p.m. Oh, yeah, every night. Yep. That that's like you're when you're up in the morning. You don't really sit down, and you're not done until almost nine o'clock at night. If you've kids, Rob. If, oh, never mind. Yeah, I was you. just going to ask you something that I knew do the you, answer to and forgot. Do you have kids that you've forgotten about that you never say? I was going to ask yeah. him if he's been married. <laughs> yes, and I think Long I remember now. Did we know you? Yep. No. Oh, no. we didn't. No, you're thinking about the engagement that we called off two days before I the am. wedding. That was a different time I am. many years later. That was 2004. I remember I was, that. I was briefly married in my 20s. Oh, you had a starter marriage. And then I had uh, yeah. an opportunity to take a job out of state, and Karen decided not to come with. Really? Yeah, so that was Isn't that par- just like her a parents Karen? got involved, Stop. and it was crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? So we didn't have any kids. And it, right. Right. You know, it was Pretty much a clean break. It was very difficult at the time, but right, were you, you know, married like two years? As, yeah, it was basically two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the one in two thousand and four. Right, who was that again? Remind I, us. No, of, it was on. I remember Alicia. there was a wedding or something. Yes. Yeah, it was a promotion here on this yes, radio right. station. We were going to get married on the air. That's right. And we called it off two days before. And I, rem- you and I gossiped about this. We okay? did oh, not no. to you. Not, not to really. You. Who not would you. ever agree to that? <laughs> we couldn't believe right. we we're like, why would anyone do? this why are these well, two crazy kids doing this the original plan was to just elope and do something small partly because we didn't have a lot of money right uh but then um 
I was working with Ian at yeah, the time, and Ian helped introduce me to Alicia. We met at his book. He had like a, a book club, the yes. Dead Poet Society yes. at that bookstore yes. that was on Grand Avenue. Yes. Um, and I proposed to her in front of this group. Oh, uh, my word. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Months later, and then so Ian and I were talking about uh, this proposal the next day on the morning show. And then all of these people came forth and offered, you know, Bayview Event Center on Lake Minnetonka wow. I mean, for the reception. And people wow. were going to uh, donate the flowers and the bridesmaids' oh dresses. How could we turn that down? Of we thought, course. gosh, it's an opportunity to have a great celebration and invite people. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I can see know. how this yes. snowballed. And then the day we were going to get married ended up being a national day of mourning. Because that was when Ronald Reagan died. Oh, okay. So the next day, and it was pouring rain here. It was just a terrible day. And then the next day, it was a Saturday. It was a beautiful day. My family still all came out because they had plane tickets from, you know, all over New England, the West Coast. I had an aunt come in from Germany. They oh still gosh. came over. Right. You know, because they were going to cancel at the last minute. And then so with my family and with Alicia's family, we had, because uh, we still had to pay for the food and everything that was right. going to be at Bayview. So we chartered one of the boats on Lake Minnetonka, and we had a really nice day. Uh, you and your day. ex-bride, or your well, ex- oh, we we were still at that point. It looked like we were going to still get married, but just we were going to do it differently. Sure. Oh, got it. Got and it, it wasn't until a few months later that things kind of oh, okay, it wasn't it wasn't so. a thing. where no. two days before the wedding, you guys no, 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 it, it was mutual. Yeah. It was just like we don't. We decided we didn't want to go through it with it that way. You know, remember the movie Sex in the City, the first one? Yes. Kind of reminded me of that. Oh, big. It got to be more yep. about you know the whole. Everything about the wedding, the wedding was and... bigger than right. the love. Yeah. Oh so. wow! And because did you work with Luca? Yes. Because yeah. remember, Luca got engaged on the air too. I mean, we are going. Oh, in... I don't know about that. Well, don't you remember? That. No, she went to Harry, Alaska, she went to Alaska to find, Alaska a, to find man. a man, and then you got a number, oh, lovey. You, you, Rob, were you your a listener? Your listener, sixty-two. I was. Love. Her, I was her producer for a while. She wanted to steal me from Ian. Oh, she was crazy. <laughs> she was crazy. We'll never forget the first meeting with her, and we just said. It was our very first meeting two years in or three years in how to be a talk show host. Oh, yeah. And she dominated and she oh, was just yeah. visiting for the day. And we're like, oh, who my. is this woman? No, and I, I told, read the room. Yeah, I we told, were going I, crazy. I told our boss, who's not here anymore, I mm-hmm. said, if you hire her, that we did. Is, you're going to be you're going to regret it for the rest of your <laughs> life because she is nuts. She, she is was British, nuts. right? Yeah. I, no, but she was nuts. I mean, right. she was totally cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. How long, she, how long was she here for? Like two years. Oh, she lasted that long, huh? Oh, it was. Yeah. 
And she pretended for the whole two years that she never knew Julia Nye's name. Ever. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Which was, was really like, fun. We, we, I bet that went over really well. Oh, <laughs> it kind of was fun. We'd play with it. Like, oh. We're like, who does she think she's right. kidding? Don't right. try and out-bitch the bitches. You know, that's what I... <laughs> And look who, I would say that. And look who's still here 18 <laughs> well, years later, Thank right? you, Rob. All right, listen, we'll be right back with the rest of the headlines. Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. So, uh, remember yesterday when we talked about, uh, you know, Ryan Seacrest and his on-again, off-again girlfriend of seven years. Yes. Uh, Shayna Taylor, that they broke up, but they remain good friends. They first started dating when she was 21 and Ryan was 38. And we raised our eyebrows about that. And that they would broke, they broke up, they broke up like three times and got back together. So they were going to remain good friends. And we both laughed about that. Here's what she posted today on Insta. You will never need to convince the right person to love you. You will never need to convince the right person. No matter what, you cannot change them, make them do the work, or get them to commit to you if they're not ready to show up. Change must be inspired from within, and actions are always louder than words. She wasted seven Seven, years going out with this guy. Trying to tell him to love her. And get married and have a baby. He's 45 and she's 28. No. no. Why do... Here, women always think they can change a man's mind. Don't they, I think you do. Rob, why are you looking at me? Because for? <laughs> you're a man, and right. you know. Well, but I don't. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't be attracted to a woman who was trying to change me. I mean, no. Why would I? No, but I mean, when, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Like when you're 21, you're dating a 38 year old, and he says to you, "I don't want to get married and have kids. I just want to have fun, and we could have really fun, a lot of fun, and I can. We travel private, but I'm not going to get married, and I'm not interested in it and having kids. Right. So they break up the first time because she realized he meant it. Then they mm-hmm. get back together and then she tries to convince him, no, no, baby, come on. We're going to have such a beautiful... And she keeps thinking as he gets older, he's going to think that. Break up again, get back together. This so, is not what so he wants. I guess the question is, why do some women do that? I don't well, know why see. you think you can change... She's learning the lesson now. Now she knows okay. that actions speak louder than the words do. And she's not good friends with Ryan Seacrest is what that statement is. Oh, no, they, they, they're not. Yeah. He's already moved on I to know, another yes. blonde, but he up the years. She's a 32-year-old, and he's thinking maybe her egg craving and having a baby might be over, or maybe, you know, he knows. Because that's going to always be the thing. The People, egg Craving. craving. Yeah. I mean, the way that you talk about childbirth, she's no, I'm not craving. About, but you I have know, a but craving. You, you have like sometimes a physiological, there, like around only, thirty-two. There is. You want to get pregnant? Um, it'll it'll pass if it you happens let earlier. It. Some people too. It'll right. pass if you let it. If you let it, but some people feel the call. You know, very right. strongly. Mm-hmm. She now, thought she could talk them into. Now, it. I also don't mean to suggest mm-hmm. that. Uh, women that men can't be attracted to women that way too, and hope to change them because I'm sure that happens as oh, well. I'm sure it does, but thank but you. men, I guess I think guys, at least in heterosexual ways, they're less. I, I guess I I feel like like a guy is not going to be that. Um, I think I feel like they either decide about no. It. I already feel yeah, like men it, either decide they like you or not. Yeah, I don't feel like they you guys are just crap. a little bit more black and white. Yeah, I think so too. 
Less complicated. Less complicated. And you're happy to let somebody have illusions and delusions about you. And you're just going along. It's easy this way. It's easy this way. You know what's turning 40 today? Do you remember seeing the movie Airplane? Uh, July 2nd, 1980 with, you know, Leslie Nielsen, Lloyd Bridges, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Peter Graves. And how funny that movie was, the first one. Did you I, ever see any of those? Well, like, of course, Julia, but I okay. don't. It's nothing that lives in my memory like, I, well, it's like a fun thing. Well, it's 40 years yeah. today. And stop calling me Shirley. That's there you right. go. <laughs> it was funny. It was. Yeah. That was one you could watch. Oh, remember the scene where, um, oh gosh, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to set it up very well. I, I wish I had time to pull up something on YouTube, but. Uh, there was a problem with the stewardess, this flight attendant, and a passenger, and he was an Afri- African American gentleman, and a woman popped, uh, or maybe it was either it was a passenger, fellow passenger, or the stewardess walked up and says, "Pardon me, miss, I speak jive," and she translated yeah. what this man was saying, and, it, and they, there might have even been subtitles on the screen, but it, it was very funny. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't really. I I do know I had a boyfriend who was crazy about that movie. Like, I, I had a group of friends that were crazy about it. We'd watch it all the time, and it was just funny. It was just funny. Because we it hadn't was really so seen anything like that. It was so over the top. over the top. They well, filmed t- it at MSP Airport. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So um, someone just sent us, oh, my gosh, who were you guys just talking with Rob about? And I'm like, Luca. Oh, yeah, Luca. My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. Oh, my gosh. He was, it was literally that. Oh, but we Harry. had such a mishmash oh, of a Harry. radio station. We, it was, it was then, you the know, Wild the first... Wild West here. It was something. We had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Arnie Carlson was the first in the morning, and she was political, political. out of like, Rhode Island or Vermont or something. I think Boston. No, I think it was Rhode Island. Was it? I think so. Uh, and well, then, Rob might remember. Yeah, and then it was... Arnie Carlson. Remember Arnie when the political lady? Right. In the, the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And then Ian Ponnet was Sami class because he was on ESPN. And or, Coast to Coast. And co- um, no, but he was oh, on yeah, at he was 9 on to e, noon. That's he right. Was on, right. It, AM 1500. AM 1500 KSTP. was it was. And right. then he was on ours at the same time. And then, who was our first noon slot? Satellite Sisters, Dr. Laura... Then Lori and Julia, and then a couple of years later, Kevin Berger came in. In between in the, in between in the mm-hmm. afternoons, and then I don't know what else has happened since then. Well, Andrew Zimmerman was here That's for right. three short months. He was before us. Yeah. Rob, thank you so I much. Know it. It's thanks. been fun. It's it has been... been fun. Let's do it again. Holly will be back on Monday. Okay, yes, thank but you. Thanks. Have a good holiday weekend, everybody. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.